Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. Who are you not being, and what are you not doing in life? Discover the person you know you could be at mountainmindtricks.com. What if you become the person you know you could be? What would happen if you only had positive thoughts and feelings about your future? What would happen if you didn't have negative emotions or limiting beliefs? Mountain Mind Tricks is specialized in eight-hour sessions that release anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, and anxiety forever. Get 30 years of therapy in eight hours. All you have to do is go to mountainmindtricks.com, click the discovery session button, schedule a time, and fill out the form. Go to mountainmindtricks.com. I discovered this new technology recently. Check out mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Essential Vibes has this resonant frequency wristband, which stops EMFs from stressing your body. Because that stress is removed, people are seeing dramatic improvements in pain management, strength, mental clarity, memory, sleep, and a bunch of other things. Go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection and check it out. You know, the first time I saw this, I totally thought it was a scam. You know, but then I put it on, I was able to test my strength and balance and see that it improved significantly. Even my sleep has changed. I was so impressed with this, I had to add this to my business. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited for my guest today. She has a company called Single Mom Millionaire and she's uh, made quite a living off of uh, buying houses with no money down, and her story is so amazing. And uh, introducing uh, Sadna Savaral and her motivation to spread the idea of, you know, selling or buying houses with no money down. I love this idea. So, can you introduce yourself and and tell us kind of how you got on this journey and what you're doing now? Thank you, Thomas, for inviting me. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Sadna Sabarwal, and I've been a single mom for quite a few years now. So I always like to say necessity is what brought me to this journey. Um, I was left with three boys on my own when my ex-husband left me, and I basically had to raise these boys on my own. And I work full-time as a law clerk, now, I'm sure everybody knows what a law clerk makes. It's just an average salary, so it's nothing exceptional. And I was forced to look into other sources of income because I had to provide for my children. Now, having said that, when the kids were younger, you know, their needs are smaller as well. But when you get when they get older, their needs are a lot more than a regular mom can handle. You know, it's not just your regular $2 or $5. They are looking for $50 or $100. So, and that's the conundrum I was in. As my kids were becoming older, they were asking for more money and stuff. And I was just like, how do I do this? And that search, that quest is what got me to real estate investing. And a client showed up at the office and that's where my journey began. Wow, I love it. And... And so 
you know, I don't know much about real estate other than I bought my own home last year and that was quite a wild ride. And I'm, I think it's maybe a little bit different in Canada. I'm not totally sure, but you know, all the escrow and all these crazy things that you have to go through to buy a home, but it's really, I mean, it's really not that complicated, is it? It's really not that complicated. I mean, you know, just the names could be different that maybe you call it escrow. We go through a lawyer's trust account. We still have title insurance companies. So do you guys. What I teach is concepts or what I followed was concepts. It's not about one plus one is two. I just want to know if I take three and I take away two, I'm still going to get to the same answer. Right, right. So I don't want to overcomplicate things by thinking, oh my God, it has to be one plus one in order to get to an answer two. You can also do four minus two is two. You can also do five minus three is also two. It's the concepts that I want people to understand rather than, oh my God, I can only do it this way because there has always been a traditional way of buying real estate you know, you put down a down payment of, let's even say 20% and you get the mortgage for the other 80% from the bank. But there's also creative ways. And that's what I came up with because again, as I said, I was left as a single mom raising three boys. So then I started to think more creatively, like how can I do this instead of, oh my God, who's gonna give me a mortgage? How am I gonna go through this? How am I gonna qualify? I had none of that stuff happening through my mind because I wanted to bring in more income into my house. And that's my only goal. That was my only goal. So I'm sure everybody knows, you know, when you go into a plane ride, and I always give this example, um, when they say if the pressure is going to drop, they're going to drop these masks. But they also tell you, put the mask on first before you try and help somebody else. So for me, when I got into real estate, I was just helping myself. I was just helping my kids. I didn't know I was going to turn this into a passion later on in my life where I would be wanting to teach other people because I have achieved financial freedom through this journey. Oh, I love that so much. And and I love your analogy of, you know, helping ourselves first before helping others. And I think that's such a, such a key idea to, uh, to helping others, we gotta help ourselves first. And so I wanna get into these concepts or creative ways of you know, securing a home or securing real estate. And, and you know, for, for the audience here, there's a lot of wildland firefighters that listen to the show. Uh, there's, you know, in that is also the fire wives, right? Which are, are kind of single moms for six months. So, so what you're talking about is so relevant in that way in that you know, firefighters don't have a lot of money, you know, their, their wives are, you know, kind of single moms for six months. So what are some concepts and what are creative ways that, you know, we can help these people get into their first homes? Well, one of the very first home that I bought, Thomas, was a house that I bought on a tax sale, which I believe is very similar to tax liens for you guys. I bought it for $5,000. Wow, that's how is that possible? It is possible. And this is why I say to you, like, you know, you just have to think outside the box. So when I bought that house for $5,000, um, obviously they have like, you know, the owner can redeem it right until the closing date, just like they can for tax liens. Okay. So those are properties that people did not pay their taxes. 
and now the municipality or the city, they just want to collect their taxes. They don't care if the house is worth 300000 They don't care if the house is worth 30000 They just want the outstanding taxes. So if the outstanding taxes are, let's say in my example, $5,000, and if I bid $5,000 and $3 on that house, they'll sell it to me. That house could be worth $100,000 or $150,000. Again, they don't care about the fair market value of the property. For them, it's about collecting taxes, and that's the end of story. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what I did with that house was I bought it for $5,000, and it was like 5100 something like that. Um, again, like I said, I, I did it for myself, so I don't remember everything, but it was like 5000 and change. So then I went to Home Depot, and I got a credit card with them. And then I renovated the place using Home Depot card. And once it was all done, then I went to the bank. I refinanced with the bank. And also um, that way I was able to pull all the money out of the house. I paid off my line of credit. I paid off my Home Depot card. And now I have a regular mortgage running the house. As a matter of fact, this was about, I'm going to say 10 years ago. And I still own that home. And it's still rented for almost $800 a month. Wow, look at that income creation you just you just made. Mm -hmm. And and so this is so interesting. So was the house like dilapidated or was it unlivable or like how much money did you put it put into it with the Home Depot? It was dilapidated, yes, but we I do a lot of cleanups and stuff myself because it's like why pay for something that I can do myself, right? I mean, I'm not a handyman or handy person or something. But I always feel like whatever I can do, why not? Um, so yes, I put in I think around somewhere around forty, maybe forty-five thousand dollars. But also at the same time, sometimes government runs these grant programs to fix up older properties, right? So because I was doing new electrical and new plumbing and new windows and stuff, I was able to get I think around seven thousand dollars back from the government out of that. Wow, that's amazing. And so looking at uh, what's another creative concept for, you know, what's the next one that, that you have after tax sales? Okay, so that was one. Then I also bought a six-unit building, which is called a sixplex. So I negotiated with the seller the purchase price. I think it was listed for 110000 and I negotiated it down to one hundred six. Now, when you just look at that number... It's not a whole lot of negotiating, but sometimes giving them the price, but getting your terms is more important. So what I was able to do there was um, the guy, I was able to get the seller to give me financing. So the seller became my mortgage, meaning my bank. So they gave me 75% and I was able to borrow 25% from a family member. And I had to just come up with some closing costs. So, for instance, this house was um, 106000 I think my mortgage was seventy-eight, and I borrowed $25,000, and I had to come up with $3,000 for closing costs, basically, for the title company and stuff. And this place had six tenants. The cash flow after paying all the expenses was close to $900 a month. That is so creative. I mean, there's so many ins and outs to the way you uh, got the property. 
in in the terms that you're talking about that's so interesting to have the seller be kind of the mortgage holder or or like your personal bank in a way that's holding the loan that's that's such a different way and what are the advantages of doing doing it that way like uh you know as far as interest or uh you know the specific advantages to that well first of all i wanted to bring you back to the purchase price for one second before we go into the interest rate now a lot of people get stuck on the price like i want my price oh i said 100 so if it's listed for 110 i should get at least 10 percent off of that nobody cares like for me when i buy property or when i look at any property I look at it, is it going to cash flow? Is it going to give me something in my pocket every single month? If the answer is yes, then I say, okay, how am I going to do it? So it's not that every property I look at, I do my, um, I buy every property I look at. No, that's not the case. I only buy the properties that I know I can make money off of. So now having said that about the interest rate, again, going back to the same idea, the terms are also important. Now, if I cannot qualify for a mortgage at the bank, and let's say this guy lends me the money at 7%, but even at that 7%, I can pay all the expenses of that property from the rent. So rent for this property was about $3,100. And let's say the expenses are 2,200, okay? I'm just giving you an example. Now, even though I'm paying the interest at 7%, it's still giving me money. So I'm not going to look at, I'm putting 7% on this property into the seller's pocket. I don't really care. I only care about what's coming in my pocket. I'm not worried about what's there, what else is there because I actually believe we are here to create I'm not here to compete with the seller. If he's making 7%, hey, all the power to him. I'm still making 900 bucks a month with nothing. Yeah, that's that's so amazing. And and I'm curious, so how many properties do you have now that, that are converting like this for you? So I told, at one time, my highest number that I owned was 18 properties, which was 46 tenants. Right now, um, I am down to seven. And the reason I've sold off a lot of them was because I've got, as I said to you at the beginning, I am a single mom of three boys to, or in order for me to put my kids through school and they have two of them have gone to medical school and one of them has gone to business school. And I'm sure anybody out there can guess what those costs are. So I have bought and sold almost 35 properties. And right now, currently I have seven properties. That's huge. And I'm, and I'm curious on, on, you know, what does it take to actually be a landlord? And I, I imagine the laws are, or, you know, we're talking about Canada and the U.S. So they're, they're maybe a slightly different, but in the same ballpark. And I mean, what was it like managing all those properties? Did you hire a company to do it? Like, what was that like? Because that's, that sounds like a lot, but there's so much cash flow coming in. Okay. So one of the things I say is if, one of the things that I did was if the property was within like half an hour to an hour from my house, I managed it myself. If it was farther, then I gave it to a management company because then you do your numbers adding those numbers in. So let's say if the property management company costs you 7%, you add that into your numbers. 
And once you add that, and if it still nets you some money, then you're cool. Right. Wow, I love this. I love this conversation. So what what else, uh, what other creative ideas do you have for acquiring properties? Hmm. I'm thinking, which else can I share? Well, I mean, you know, there's your regular financing as well. Where Okay, so another one that I've done quite often is bringing in JV partners. So let's say you have the money and you have the capacity to get a mortgage and I am good at finding properties. We join forces. You bring in the money, I bring in my knowledge and we go find a property. And again, the cash flow can be split 50-50 or however we choose to take care of it. Yeah, that, that sound, that's so creative in that... Uh you know, the, like bringing in a partner that has money, you have the knowledge. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and so that's the way I've done a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah, I've done that yeah. way. And how oh, that's so creative. Okay. And so, so after you have all of these properties, you know, say, um, one, two, three, now you're at five or six. Um, and obviously you went up to, uh, to 18, but, um, I mean, what did that allow you to do in life? I mean, what kind of lifestyle did that give you having that much cash flow? Well, let's just say I was able to put my kids through school <clears throat> without any help from their dad. That's the major, major, major thing. All three boys of mine have gone to university. All three of them have, as I said, two of them, <clears throat> excuse me, two of them are in med schools. And one of them went to Northwestern, actually, in um, Evanston, Illinois. So all of that was possible because of real estate, not to mention how much traveling I've done. I've traveled, oh my God, Thailand, South Africa, Costa Rica, Panama, Belize, many, many, many places. And happily, happy, happy to be doing it still. Those properties that I've even bought with JV Partners I have been able to like, you know, we've done so many dinners and shows. It's just like, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm living Donald Trump style, but you know, at least I'm not scrounging. I can feel your wheels turning as I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, I'm also curious if, if, I mean, did you have a real estate background when you got into this or are you a real estate agent or like, how did you, um, gain the knowledge to be able to do this? I'm actually not a realtor or anything like that. I just worked at a law office and I do the paperwork basically, right? I mean, I'm a law clerk, but that just means that you're familiar with some of the things, but it doesn't mean I knew how to buy properties because I didn't. I know how some of the things work. Like I know how mortgages work, but anybody who owns a home knows that. So I don't know any more than about mortgages than anybody else would. Yes, maybe now because I've bought and sold so many. But at the same time, it's, you know, the way I also see it is when you do one, the next one is also just one. You can't think of it as, oh my God, I've done 18 properties. No, you have to remember I did one at a time. So you solve the problems for that one at that time. And then you go back to solving another problem 
for that property one at a time. Yeah, yeah, that's such a nice way to look at it. And and also, you know, there's like in the States right now, the housing prices are skyrocketing mostly in rural areas. So kind of, it's so interesting. I think it's more the pandemic driving this, but the city, you know, the city suburban areas, their housing costs are going down while the rural areas, um, you know, say 50, 60, 70 miles outside the city, they're just skyrocketing like crazy. And so, you know, in this type of market, like, should what should people be looking at and buying like what 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 are you doing you know what are you thinking about real estate in this time for me my major 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 thing has always been cash flow if a property cash flows i'm going to look at it if it doesn't i'm not interested right because i do not want to think about it this way if you own 10 properties just an example and you put you have to put in $200 for to run every property. That's $2,000. There's going to be a limit as to how many properties you can buy. Now, on the other side, if you own that 10 properties and every property gives you $200 a month, how many can you buy? Yeah, yeah. Right? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So and that's so- how... You're, yeah, so, you know, if we get $200 on top of the of the property every single month, I mean, that's just cash right in your pocket and, and you're able to invest wherever you want to. And I mean, like you're saying, this is, this is beautiful. I mean, uh, it's like where we live right now, it's so interesting because there's like a, a renting shortage. Like there's no, you can't rent anything. There's just no possible you have to buy in this area. And, and I think providing people with housing in that way is, is so important of actually renting houses. It's, it's huge. And, and, and I love this idea of, of really uh, using money in such a creative way to create more money. It's, it's really important that we're all, you know, financially healthy, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And you know what? I mean, I remember at many times, like, you know, people are competing and I always say there's no need to compete because there's enough for everybody. There really is. So I'm like, I'm one of those people who will not get into those, you know, there's 56 offers on a property and I'm going to put in a 57. No, I stay away from that. Again, you have to do this kind of investing based on numbers, nothing else, no emotions, nothing else. Just straight facts, you know, just give me the goods, give me the goods. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and is it uh, so, you know, going through buying the buying process? I mean, have you have you mastered this process at this point? I think we're lifelong learners. So I don't want to say I'm a master at anything because that would be coming from an ego mind. So for me, I think it's more about I can analyze a property when I see one. I can understand a property if this will make me money. And then there's always other helpers who can provide you with the rest of the information. So you can do your due diligence. You can have a realtor tell you if this property is now this much, what could it be worth in the future? But again, as I said, I'm not buying for appreciation. If it comes, awesome, that's dessert. But I am buying for that regular meal. I am buying for, you know, the main course which is positive cash flow. 
if I find it below market value, though, that's an appetizer, you know? So I'm looking for the main course, whether the appetizer comes and also the dessert comes, great. <clears throat> but if you find below market value, you're already ahead. If it gives you cash flow, that's your regular bread and butter. And if it gives you appreciation when you sell it, that's your dessert. Creme brulee all the way. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you're actually, you know, you're you're building an online course and launching an online course soon, right? Yes, yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What happened? I mean, everybody knows what happened at the beginning of 2020. We're in this COVID-19 situation. And I was also home from my job because everybody was home basically, right? So I utilized that time to create an online course called the No Money Down Academy. So now all of my experience of the last 10, 12 years that I've been investing has been poured into that. I have given people samples on how to speak to a, a seller, how to speak to people who lend money, all of those scripts, how to analyze a property, how to find a property. And first and foremost, before you do any of that, I have a module on uh, mindset because I believe mindset is more important than skill set. So if you have the right mindset and your mind doesn't tell you, oh, you can't do this or you can't do this, instead, how can I do it? I think it will take you farther than the other way around. Yeah, that's so true. And, and I think our mind is so important in whatever we're doing. And what are some of the concepts you use in the mindset module? I have this exercise that I do with people or that I have done it in there is that what is your relationship with money, basically? So I... In there, I ask them to just shut your brain down, not think about anything. And I'm just giving you one of the exercises because there's more in the uh, course as well. Just shut everything down, put the phone away, put your brain on silent and just write down everything that comes to mind when you think of money without thinking, just free flow writing and then pick up and see what is it that your relationship with money is? Does it give you stress? Does it give you sleepless nights? Does it make you scared about the rent? Does it make you scared about the bills? Does it say, oh my God, the insurance is coming up. Oh my God, I need money for a new pair of shoes for my kid. All of those things show me and show you what is your relationship with money. So if I am not in and I know I'm going to stir some pots here if I am not in love with money money's not going to love me it's just like having a best friend money to me is my best friend I want them visiting me I want them I want to have fun with them and I know they have to go but then I know they'll be back again because they always have my back and that's how I've lived my life Thomas I Honestly, lots of times I stop and think and I say, how did I put three kids through school? How did I pay for all of that? Like, I don't make a whole lot of money on my job. How did I do it? And I sometimes don't even know. Like, it's just whatever 
I've needed, the universe just provides because I believe, I believe in my heart of hearts that it's going to provide for me. Essential oils will change your life. Send an email to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com to get your essential oils kit. Imagine if you could detox from the fire season with a drop of lemon in your water. What if you could relax those sore muscles from your huge workouts with a simple oil blend? Drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Essential oils can uplift your mood, affect you at the cellular level, and boost your immune system. So drop a line to mountainmindtricks at gmail.com and let's talk natural wellness. Yeah, this is so powerful. What an amazing uh, conversation to have about money because you know, like you said, this might stir some pots, but love of money doesn't mean greed. And I think a lot of people hear that, right? Like I love money equals greed. That's not true. It's, it's loving the energy exchange that money is allowing you to have, you know, giving and taking money and, and being, you know, having enough like courage and enough self-worth to say, yes, I want that money. That's important to me. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, right? Like I think the way you describe the journal session is like, yeah, that's probably 75 to 80% of people, right? Or like kind of hate money. And, and I, and I'm saying that with intention because that was me. I would say two years ago, I had this like idea of money was not good for me. Uh, but now with, with some self-work and introspection, it's like, no, I do want money. Like money is important because it's, it's not, uh, you know, it makes the world turn in a way that also gives us freedom and health and happiness. It's, it's, it's the foundation of our well-being, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, it's funny though. Whenever I mean, not whenever, like every morning when I'm brushing my teeth, I have this little jingle that I do. I love money, and money loves me. <laughs> so it's just silliness. But you know what? At the end of the day. If I don't tell money that I love you, it's not going to come to me. Basically, that's my whole thing on this. I am, I, I am, I am ready to receive. I want to receive more and more and more money. I want to attract more money in my life. So that's, that's so, so uh, amazing to have this mindset. And also, I think what, the key word that you're using there is believe, like believing. I believe that this is going to happen for me. And, you know, we can talk about law of attraction and all that stuff, but I, I think this is the root of, of our experience in life is that if we believe, if we truly believe that uh, the money's going to come and support us, then it will. And, and having that belief so deep down that we just know it inside of our hearts, that's when, that's when uh, the the money shows up. Definitely. So what you put out is what we get back. So if you put out that you want money, it will come to you. If you put out stress, stress will come to you. So it's up to you, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I love this because it's like the law of attraction really is what you think, what you feel, what you believe is going to be exactly what you want. And this is a powerful lesson. And so uh, is, is all of this kind of mindset that we're touching on here is this inside the academy? It is. It's a whole module on there. There's more stuff in there as well. But honestly, I have received feedback 
from that chapter alone saying, oh my God, I love it. It's so direct. I think I remember one woman saying, I love your teaching style because it's just goes straight into the heart. Straight in. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely feel that. That's amazing. I love it. And so what's, um, what's kind of the other pillars of this academy of this course that you've created? Um, one of the modules is on how I found deals. There is another piece on how to analyze the properties. <clears throat> there is one on um, how to make an offer. There is another piece on what kind of clauses to put in. So let's say it's based on, let's uh, call it conditional upon financing. So if you don't get the financing, then you don't need to go through with the offer. Then there are clauses where, you know, I can assign the property to somebody else. So you want to make sure you have that clause in there. So I've got all of that covered in my course. Because I want to make sure everyone who takes my course is well equipped to go out there and be able to buy a property that's my whole goal and there is one module where i have taken all of my deals and taught the people how i made it no money down for me so in other words if it was yeah. like i said with the seller financing that was one way if i said it was with the um, with the regular financing, or maybe I brought in a JV partner, I talk about that. If it was anything anything else, like whatever strategies I used, I put them in the course so people who are taking it and who cannot maybe at the beginning think as creatively that I had to, then I don't, um, you know, I know I feel comfortable that after they take the course, they'll be able to go out there and make those deals happen. Oh, I love it. I love that. I love that, uh, you know, you're sharing your knowledge and helping people achieve, you know, financial freedom through real estate. And, uh, and I'm curious, is there, is there any questions I haven't asked you yet that, that I could have, or is there anything we haven't touched on yet that you would like to talk about? I... I actually think, I mean, you know, main thing I want to impress upon people is that first and foremost, believe in yourself because until you believe it's not going to happen. So for me, it's about why did I get into real estate? I could have thought, you know what? I can't do this because I'm not going to be able to get this, 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 this. Now I've shared with you three ways three of the strategies that I've shared in my course as well. So in other words, you can do it. So have an attitude that I can do it. You know, I one of the things that I always think back is, you know, people sometimes are negative. Most of the times, I like to say they're positive. So I always feel if God's job is to have his kids happy and we're all God's children. Then if I complain about things, 
God is going to think, oh my God, this child loves it. He's so happy complaining about things. Let me give him more to complain about. And at the same time, if another person is just grateful for everything they have, God is going to give you more things to be grateful for. Yeah, what a beautiful message. I love that so much. And and like you're talking about believing in ourselves, you know, I think it really starts with the language you're using of I can do this, I will do this, not, you know, but there's this and yeah, but, or I'm going to try. It's like, no, I can and I will do this, right? It really starts out with, with the attitude and the way you're talking, right? Mm-hmm. And trying means willing to fail. No, take an imperfect step. One of the slides that I have when I do my presentation is imperfect action is better than no action. Because with imperfect, at least you're moving towards your goal. Yes, you may make a mistake. It's not going to be the end of the world. Everything is figureoutable. So go ahead and take that step. Go ahead and take whatever step you need with whatever goal. It doesn't have to be real estate. I'm talking about even if you want to lose 10 pounds. Go take that first step towards <coughs> towards taking a walk every day. Something, anything. Just take one step more than you did yesterday. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, I love your message. Amazing. And uh, where can people find you? How can they get a hold of you? And when is the course launching? Well, the course was launched on the 26th of November. So it's one week old, my course. Um, we do have our next training coming up on December 17th. But we will be holding a monthly, uh, monthly trainings on that. But for the next training or they can go and register at www.thenomoneydownacademy.com slash register. And over there, they will be advised of the next training date as well. Oh, beautiful. And all, all those links will be in the show notes for everybody listening and, and uh, how you can get a hold, hold of the program and, and get in touch with the, with the uh, presentations and the course. And this is so exciting to think that, you know, we can take – a creative look at at real estate and you know provide other people value by giving them a rental or you know giving ourselves financial freedom by being extremely creative about our money and how to use our money right it's it's really important and do you have any final thoughts yes we are here to serve how we serve we decide but god has sent us here not just to become here and do nothing we are all here to serve humanity in whatever way you can. It doesn't matter. As a mom, you're serving your children. You're serving your husband, all of that stuff. That's still serving. Serving yourself, like loving and accepting yourself is another form of service. So we're all here to serve. I have been called to teach people how to create financial freedom through real estate. That's one of the messages. And then the second thing I want to share is divorce is not the end. You are a complete person with or without that other person. Yeah, powerful message. Yeah, it's so important to, you know, love ourselves first 
and and create our own own realities with what we believe what we think and what we feel it's huge and yeah yeah and 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 i love i love your message i'm just going to keep saying it over and over again because i i truly believe financial freedom is important for the foundation of our well-being and in changing our relationship with money i think that's a major takeaway from this show is that the the relationship we foster with our thoughts and feelings about money is exactly how we're going to experience money in our in our world of you know is it good or is it bad is it is it hard to get or is it easy to get and and those things you know that is going to explain how you're experiencing it exactly so i actually would like to challenge all of your listeners to go ahead and do that exercise and see what pops up for you because you will be surprised your bank account will show you exactly what you're writing on that paper yeah exactly exactly and and you know the numbers won't lie they're going to be there yes absolutely i agree so, totally yes thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate the the interview it was so amazing to talk to you and and i love what you're doing and and uh you know you can find me at thomas and worm on facebook and mountainmindtricks.com and i really hope this show has helped you just come a little bit closer to your sacred ancestry and you know really find who you are and because mostly whatever you think you are you're so much more than that i promise and we're going to see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.